Welcome to another episode of the Wholesale Elite Podcast. I am Aisham Hipsher, and I am joined by my main man, Mr. Tanner Santucci. How are you, sir? I'm great. I'm great. Let's get it going. Yes. Yes. Let's get it going. So guys, welcome to 2023. If you're listening to this, it is definitely 2023 um, because the new year has happened and we wanted to take this opportunity just to kind of do a year in review, you know, uh, just some of our key takeaways from last year, uh, some of the things that we're looking forward to for the coming year uh, for, you know, for this new year. Um, and yeah, so no guests today. It's going to be a, a special episode, uh, fairly quick. And it's nice because I can just look into the camera and I don't have to look down at the screen <laughs> or my notes. Uh, but Tanner, man, I want to kick it over to you and, uh, and just kind of get, you know, some of the, some of the, the key things that you feel you learned, uh, from, from last year in your real estate business. Yeah, man. Um, well, it was a, a long year. But it's by far my favorite year that I've lived. So that's the good thing. Um, <laughs> it was it was exciting, a lot of learning. Um, last year was my full first year in in real estate, um, full time at least. So a lot of obstacles, a lot of growing pains, um, but a lot of wins, thankfully. Um, so yeah, the biggest takeaways is you know I I think over the the course of 2022 it became not so much i i grew in a way that it wasn't so much be mr nice guy it, I, the business taught me to be more assertive right. to be more aggressive right. um and, and i think you know speaking with other successful people in real estate or even just entrepreneurs i think that's that's something they learn over time because this business alone has changed not only how i look at everything but also um my own mindset my own growth um it's completely changed Pretty much the person i am it's kind of weird so um you know I, I go ahead i was just saying that makes sense i get it yeah and so i the biggest thing i literally heard a quote yesterday and it was um it was just basically you know be a lion right be 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 the man in your market or be the man that um you know be if you want to be an entrepreneur you know be don't let anyone outwork you and i grew such a work ethic over the course of you know this past year to where now i don't even like i would used to look at the clock and be like man i worked for eight hours wow what a day now it's like i don't even look at the clock it's just like i just want to work until my eyes hurt uh, yeah. <laughs> and now that, that's a good or bad thing You're like i'm running out of time <laughs> yeah exactly like i really now i feel like there's not enough time in the day to do everything that's needed so it's I don't know. There's a lot to take away from 2022. And like I said, I mean, that's I mean, one of the biggest things is obviously meeting you because it ultimately led to a partnership and it ultimately led to this podcast. And so there's a lot to be thankful for. There's a lot to be grateful for. Um, and I'm just excited to see what 2023 has to offer and, um, you know, continue to grow and continue to, to grow a company together. Now, you, you said in the beginning uh, there were some challenges as well. What were, what were some of those? Oh, man. Uh, you know, one you know, getting out of the mindset of, I want to make all the money for myself. Um, and mm -hmm. not that I really came into the business like that. I, I was always open to, you know, the knowing that it takes more than just myself to actually scale. But over the course of the year, that was one of the biggest things I learned. Like now I could give two shits about how much I make on a check, as long as, you know, there's, there's a relationship that comes out of that. Now, whether it's with a title company, a seller, buyer, whoever, um, that was one of the biggest things. So the challenges for me early in the year were really not only opening up my mind to working with others in that case and being okay with not making the $20,000 check, but making the $10,000 right. check, right. but also, um, knowing how to essentially vet the people that you work with and knowing how important it is to understand, you know, just because someone is willing to work with you, doesn't make them someone that you should work with or, sure. And I know it's hard to understand for when you're first into the business because so many people are so desperate for help. And so, so desperate may be the wrong word, but they're, they're, they cling on to people that attach to them in this business. And that's how I was early on in my real estate career, because it's like you're looking for guidance. You're looking for a way. You're looking for your way. Yeah. Somebody, um, anybody. <laughs> yeah. Anybody. Throw me something. Throw me a bone. Throw me anything. I'll chase after it. Right. Um, and so that was that was one of the challenges. It was because I I found myself 
wanting to work with people I should have had no business working with and almost forcing a relationship, whether it was to get a deal done or whether it was whatever it may have been, almost forcing myself to try to work with that person, even though maybe my values or maybe how I like to do business did not, it was completely opposite of maybe how someone else did. And I found myself finding a lot more headaches and a lot more issues along along the way rather than being firm in my ground and being like, hey, here's my values. Here's what I, here's how I like to do business. If you're not okay with that, then, um, you know, we can't do business together, no matter what the paycheck is. Sure. Yeah. And the last thing I'll say is I, I, over the course of the year, which you, you know this, um, I learned to stop saying yes to everything because I was a yes man. Um, and that was extremely hard for me. Um, and, and again, a lot of people that listen to this podcast understand when you're new and especially into the wholesale real estate industry, you know, you get shiny object syndrome multifamily, single family, this, that, this, that. And you want to say yes to everything. And like, for me, I wanted to say yes, not because I, I saw it as an opportunity to learn because right. I didn't come into the business with a mentor. I didn't, you know, I had almost no background in real estate essentially. So I just only saw saying yes as an opportunity to learn. Um, but over the course of the year, I learned that that's not always the best case scenario. Or that's maybe not always the best choice is to say yes to something, even sure. though there may be a light at the end of the tunnel, you know, that, that light might be actually very far away and you just see it very dimly but right. if you say no you know there's still maybe a door there to open up other opportunities and that was the biggest takeaway for me was you know actually saying no opened up other doors that if, if i would have said yes to a certain situation i would have never been able to find those other doors so that was definitely the biggest thing that i've learned through the course of 2022 but before i say anything else let me ask you mr Isham, yo what was your takeaways of 2022 Man, so 2022 was my first year. Um, it, it was it was my birthing, you know, um, in, into this profession. Uh, but it's something I've been wanting to do for a long time, right? So I got these books behind me, uh, and, and I read Rich Dad Poor Dad a long time ago. Uh, and I shared this in in you know my initial interview with you when we started the podcast, but I read that book and I just knew I wanted to get into real estate investing. I, I just, I felt that it was in my blood. It just, it was like, it wasn't like, Oh, that's a great idea. It's like, aha, it's like someone uncovered my passion that I didn't even really know I had. Right. But then it was like, how do I get it? You know, how do I get all the money to start this real estate venture that I wanted to? So I went years and years and years developing the skills and, and the relationships and everything, not knowing that all of that practice over the last 10 to 15 years would bring me to this point of this year. So I have almost been like a ship without a rudder for the last 10 years uh, in, in my professional career, my working life, um, where I, I'm not money motivated. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate. I'm not money motivated, more cause motivated. Um, and so I like the fine stuff that I like doing. And hopefully it pays me enough to, you know, fund a little bit of my lifestyle along the way. Um, and so I had always done that up to this point, right? I, I even got into entrepreneurship and started my own little things and started, you know, subcontracting and working with other people. Uh, but I haven't been a, an employee for a number of years now, six, seven years. Uh, and so 20, uh, 2022 started off with me wanting to start a medical marketing agency of all things. Um, and so I was ringing in the new year, ready to start a medical marketing agency. And then I, I saw a TikTok video that uh, my neighbor down the street uh, shared of Paul McComas, and he was talking about wholesaling houses. And I, I was just blown away when I learned about that. And so I just, I became obsessed. I mean, obsessed. And I started, uh, one of the first uh, people that I listened to was Max Maxwell. And he, uh, he was talking about obsession and how um, you want to become obsessed in this business. And I was like, well, that's good because I am. Like, I can't stop thinking about it. And, and look, guys, if you're not there, that doesn't mean anything. If you're not obsessed right now about this, I don't want that to sound discouraging. Like, oh, crap, I'm not obsessed. So I don't think I can, you know, I don't think I'm going to be successful in this. Your obsession grows. You, you can learn to become obsessed about something. Uh, I don't know if that's a requirement. I think it is for ultimate success. Um, but I became obsessed. And so I started watching everything. I started listening to everything. I, you know, my reticular activating system 
switch was on. So I started seeing all this real estate stuff where I wasn't seeing it before. So this year was a very, very pivotal uh, turn point for me. Um, I think because of all that practice and all that stuff that I had, I was able to get some quick success in the beginning. But I'll warn you, like for all those people that haven't done their first deal yet and you're months and months in, maybe a year in or whatever, my quick success was not good for me. It really wasn't um, because it helped. It helped me financially get that belief check and, you know, be able to invest into the mentorship with Astro that I am or, or you know, that I'm in now and will be for life. Uh, but it wasn't good because it it taught me that this is easy. You know, I, I thought it was easy. I really did. And so I went from month one to from deal one to deal two was about a four and a half month window. And that's something that I don't tell a lot of people. You know, it's not that I'm ashamed of that or anything, but it just doesn't get brought up in conversation. But they, everyone loves to talk about their first deal. My first deal came quick. My second deal took a while. And the second deal was, was pretty ugly. Um, but some awesome things came out of that. My second deal was actually when I met Tanner. Um, and so that's, uh, you know, I, I was, I was shopping the deal and, and I, I, you know, I met you and you were helping me dispo the thing. And then we just, we connected, you know? And so I want to, I want to say, look guys, one of my key takeaways from 2022, um, is just, no, you know, I don't want to say I know what it takes because th that's ignorance. It really is. Um, but what I do, what I do know is if you have the right mindset and you surround yourself with the right people, your success is inevitable. I mean, it is. Absolutely. And that, that's, those are strong words. Um, but it's simple. It's two things. Maybe three things. You want to put some action in there as well, but have the right mindset and surround yourself with the right people. If you do those two things, the action will come because you won't be able to stay in those associations and not be a performer. You're almost forced into action and you'll be inspired in action and pushed, you know, instead of pulled. Um, and so those, those were massive takeaways for me. Um, just, just realizing the power of that. And in this profession, um, that's everything, your mindset and your relationships are huge. And so as I got into the deals, um, as I started, uh, as we closed more and more deals, I started to realize, you know, something that now became one of our company sayings is it's never about the deal. It's about the relationship because deals come and go. Deals can, can go away real quickly because of a number of things. But if you focused on building the right relationships, it's great because you don't, you don't burn any bridges. You don't lose the relationships, which cause more deals to come. And so that's probably a really long uh, answer to your question of what was my takeaway. And it, it may not seem so clear. I mean, in my head, it sounds pretty clear. But <laughs> Um, but yeah, th th those are my takeaways is you need to have the right mindset and you need to surround yourself with the right people. Um, so that's what I'm going to continue doing, um, into, into this year, 2023 and Astro, we have the benefit. This course is phenomenal. I mean, it's phenomenal. Um, but the first week of the course is a mindset module. And I mean, that module, you ask anyone who's, who's gone through it and is a part of Astro flipping mentorship, that module alone was worth the, the price of admission. And the fact that you get to stay with the comp or with the mentorship for life, there's, it's not like you pay that, you know, for, for a year that, that week one was powerful. Um, and so for this year, I want to go back through that week one again and just sharpen my mindset even more. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't know if you're going to ask me about challenges or not. Um, there are definitely some of those. But yeah, those, those are my takeaways. <laughs> well, what were your challenges? Speaking of that, I mean, what what was one of the hardest lessons you've had to go through in 2022? Mindset related, I'd say um, a lot of ego stuff. Um, not that I had a big ego, but I really care about what other people think about me. That's a, that's a big thing for me. And that's one of the things that I learned through the week one of, uh, the personal development that, that we did in the course. 
um, just really spending a lot of time and deep diving into that. You know, why, why am I so affected by what I think other people think about me and whatnot? And even at my age, I'm 42 right now. And the older you get, the less you care about what other people think about you. Um, but even at this age, you know, there's still some of that there. And so that's been a big challenge because I am the kind of person who I don't want to make a move unless I'm pretty sure of something. Um, and there's a lot of uncertainty in what other people think about you because you can't control that. So that causes uncertainty, which can cause anxiety. Um, and so one of my biggest challenges was, okay, if I do this, what are people going to think? You know, if I start a podcast, what are people going to think? Um, if I, if I cancel a deal, what are people going to think? If I promise all these people that I'm, I'm trying to help that, Hey, just call me. And they do call me and I can't help them because now I'm pretty busy. What are they going to think? You know, so the what are they going to think was a big, 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 big um, challenge uh, that, that I, I faced in 2022. However, the silver lining around that was the, because I stayed active and because I stayed committed to my goal uh, of, of growing in this real estate business, what other people thought of me mattered less and less. Um, yep. So much so to the point now to where I don't want to say I don't care what other people think about me. And I think that people, if people really say that, I think those people are full of shit. I think to some degree, most people should care unless you're a psychopath right. of what other people think about you. You may just not be affected by it or you may not let it affect you. But I think to some degree, people care else. You would just walk around butt naked if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's, yeah. there's some degree where you really do, if you're being honest, care what people think about you. But I'm learning this year to not let that hold me back. You know, I, I loved launching this podcast was a big one. I bought this cool little mic and this podcast set up six years ago, seven years ago with the intention of starting a podcast and never did you know, and here we are. Um, and so then I was worried, you know, what are people going to say? You know, what are people, what if people don't get value, you know? And then as we we were like, you know what, screw it, let's just go for it. And I had an accountability partner. I had a partner who, you know, even though like I couldn't back out cause I threw, you know, I, I mentioned it to him. He said, yeah, let's do it. And so, um, but then the mistakes came, you know, there's, I'm sure you guys can go back into previous episodes and see that, you know, there's, there's blurriness, you know, I may have clicked the wrong button. Um, I may have said something wrong or stuttered. Going back and listening through, you know, some of the previous podcasts, I hear all my ums. I hear all this stuff that I can get caught up in my head with. Um, but because I'm really, I'm more focused on the purpose of what we're doing as far as the podcast, as far as our real estate business, my focus is on the purpose. I'm not really caught up anymore in how, how we're getting there or what the process looks like. I'm just so focused on the, the end goal, on the purpose of why we're doing this, that I know the process is going to be ugly <clears throat> and I'm learning to get comfortable with that. So I, I would say that was my biggest challenge in 2022 is just kind of overcoming that. What do people, what are people going to think? Well, I think, I think you hit a few things like squarely on the head. And one of that being just what you said right there, which was, focus you're you're focused more on the purpose and the process and i think you know as that correlates to the podcast well i mean that can correlate to a lot of people's business so they get caught up in the i need to have this ready i need to have that ready mm -hmm. and to piggyback off of that idea or that statement of yours is you know uh, getting into the business for me too i was i don't want to say i don't want to say an overthinker which I, i'll say i was but i was overly analytical i was worried about contracts i was worried about this that this that um and then i as the year went on and as I'm doing more deals and as I'm just talking to people, you realize, wait, it's, it's serious, but it's not that serious. So it's almost, it was almost like a, as you go, it's almost like a weight that's lifted off your shoulders. Essentially. Right. You can understand that there's people in, in the space of real estate that will help you along the way, whether it's a mistake, whether it's a contract mistake, like, like most people don't know, like a contract that you send a title company is just instructions. That's if it. there's a problem with the contract, Again, most people don't know that title will let you know, and then you can go ahead and fix it. Right. And I was so worried, like, oh, here's a, here's an agreement. Here's a contract. There's no changing. There's no going yeah. back. No, I could screw something I mean? up and they I'm could in. sue me. And but, yeah. like, really in reality, it's like, that's one of the things like title company will just, it's just instructions. That's all it is. So if something needs to be changed. And, and then the other thing you had mentioned was, you know, obsession. You may not be obsessed at first, but then over time you become obsessed. And I look at, 
how I look at this business is, is you hit it right on the head again for me personally, because, you know, it, it starts with lust. Essentially, you, you get enamored. You see the YouTube videos, you see the ads that pop up, make 10K in 10 days with no money, that all this kind of stuff. And you get enamored by it. And that's what pulls you in. Right. That's where the lust is. You get so excited about making so much money, hundreds of thousands of dollars in one month, like, you know, some of these ads say, and which is 100 percent, it's doable. But then, sure. you know, you're lost in that just like, you know, with normal lust, you just get caught up in that whole feeling. And then when that when that kind of dies down because you start feeling stuck, you kind of start feeling overwhelmed. That's when the obsession for me really like kicked in. And I think that's what if you really enjoy, if you really see the value and you really see the opportunity, um, especially in wholesale real estate, that's when the obsession becomes that's when it starts for me again. That's when it kicked in. It was like, oh, shit, this is real. Because I would listen to podcasts with people. I would listen and, you know, no offense to some of these people on podcasts and stuff. And some people may think this about me, but there's just some people that you're like, if they can do it, I can do it. For sure. You take that however you want. But like, literally, that's how it is. And so um, I, I Dude, think- that's how I was with Max Maxwell. I literally exactly. was that way. Like I heard his story and I knew he was military like me. I knew he came from a somewhat broke, not a broken home, but, you know, divorced parents, didn't have a lot of money. Um, didn't seem like super business savvy or street smart. Matter of fact- I remember looking down on him thinking that this guy's a carbon copy of Gary V because I had, I had, I had followed Gary V for years and I kind of knew his thing. And with Max, I'm like, he's doing everything Gary V's doing, like even down to his signature, like everything's Gary V. But you look at Max now, Max is develop doing development deals in Dubai. Yeah. You know? So screw it. I thought about him. He just, he stayed focused. He became obsessed. Uh, and he worked his ass off and now he's, you know, doing some incredible things. So you're yeah, so and right. I think, and, I, and I think the obsession, um, like you, like I said, it, it just comes over time. Um, I think once you get into the fire, especially in this business, when you see again, how much opportunity there is, it's hard to, for someone to spew some water on you, right. Yeah. To put out that fire because it's burning. So it's burning so, so bad that, you know, and then again, being in a, a community like Astro, you're surrounded by so many people that are all craving the same thing. And I think that was another issue I have personally um, that I could say is a takeaway from 2022 is find a group of people, whether it's Astro, whether it doesn't even have to be a mentorship. It can just be people in your community, but find people that, that have that same desire as you do. If you don't want to be a nine to five, if you don't want to do this, if you, you know what I mean? Like if you want to go out and hustle and create new opportunity, create that financial freedom, create that time freedom that most people crave, but you don't know where to start, go find people that you can surround yourself with that ultimately push you. Because at the end of the day, uh, as humans, we're always looking up to someone, right? There's always someone, either whether it's one step, whether it's a hundred steps, right? You're always kind of looking up to someone saying, how do I get to where they're at? That's where I want to be. But guess what? Those people that you're looking up to have someone they're looking up to. So there's always a level up. So that's that's one of the things that I've really learned is like, I'll look at people that are more successful than me, but I just look at it as a tool to push myself to be better. I don't look so at true. it as an end goal. I just so look true. at it like, I want to get there. And then once I get to there, it's on to the next. Because I just understand that everyone has someone they look up to. So, you know, Elon Musk has someone he looks up to and people look at him as one of the most successful people. So I think it's important to be obsessed for sure. Yeah, dude. And you got to be, bad before you're good at absolutely almost anything. <laughs> almost anything from from talking to walking to riding your bike to anything you've ever done school learning math learning certain subjects speaking another language anything anything you've ever done you were bad at it at first this isn't going to be any different you're not going no. to be able to study and learn all this stuff about real estate and then jump in and be good it's not going to happen you're going to you're going to be bad for a while um, so, so it's okay. Just, just be, be okay with being bad, knowing that the end result is you're going to be good. You know, end result is, and the funny thing is, is no one remembers the bad stuff. You don't remember when you fell, you know, when you were learning to walk, you know, you've got, you've, you've surpassed that so far now that no one's going to remember that this episode, you know, when we're recording this two years from now, we'll be so much better than we are now. And this thing may get like a hundred views. Whereas two years from now, you know, we may be getting hundreds of thousands of views. Who knows? They're not, 
they're not going to go back and watch this. And if they do that, that's great because they you can go back and see the start and it's kind of cool. You can like, just like going back to, I don't know, Rogan or any one of the podcasts. Pockets, even. Yeah. And seeing when they started, how bad yeah. they were. You don't do that now. No one goes all the way back to bigger pockets years ago, but you could, and you could see how bad they were. Um, so just, you know, have some, some comfort in knowing it's okay to be bad first. Um, Tanner, let me ask you this. Okay. So 2023 is here. What are, you know, what, what's, what's a thing or two that you're excited about and what's something that you're concerned about? Um, well, we'll start with the bad before we get to the good, I guess. Concerned go. is, I mean, the, the easy one could be the market. No one really knows where it's going. And for us, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a fear because that ultimately affects who, how we make money essentially from the people that, you know, pay us. So sure. um, that's one of them. Fear is, or not really fear, but one thing I would be worried about is the unknown, um, especially with the, the pivot in our business. Um, you know, it, there's, there's a lot of un unknown and not uncertainty, but unknown. So I feel certain on the direction we're going, but there's still clouds in the way to where it's like, okay, I, I know the vision. I know my goal. I know the purpose. I know where we want our company to go, but you know, it, we haven't figured out exactly the way to get there essentially. Um, and, and so that's one of the uncertain things is still figuring that out, still growing the team, still figuring out how to structure the business. I mean, it, there's a, I mean, there's a lot, but again, it's not uncertainty, which people hopefully will understand that, um, and know the difference between the unknown and the uncertainty. So, um, yeah, really growing the business and figuring out the best way to do that, to be honest with you. Um, that's one of my biggest things, um, and make sure we're doing it right. And again, like you said, you have to be bad before you can be good at everything. And so, I know we're, there's going to be mess ups. I, I already, you know, that's why if a deal falls through now and stuff, like it doesn't kill me, right? Because you just, you have that expectation and not an expectation that you, you're expecting stuff to fall through because you shouldn't have that expectation because you should right. be doing everything you can to make it happen. But you have to have that in the back of your head. Um, so yeah, that's, that's probably the, my biggest concern is just learning how to grow the company in the, in the right way. Um, minimizing mistakes, not eliminating, right. but minimizing mistakes. So um, but looking forward to 2023, I can almost be a hypocrite and say those same things is what I'm excited about yeah. how to, is learning how to do that stuff and learning and almost getting excited to make mistakes. Because I know from this past year, when you make a mistake, it, all it is is a learning lesson. And then guess what? You can just add that into the piggy bank and penny after penny after penny. It just adds up. And now you have $100 of pennies because you've made so many mistakes and you keep falling backwards that. So that's one of the things that excites me the most is everything that I said I was worried about is almost what I'm excited about. So hopefully, again, people will understand that concept. But there's just there's a lot. How can you not be excited? Right. right. There's so much to be excited about. And especially, again, with the pivot we've made. Um, I mean, I'm I'm jacked because I know me and you have talked about the end goal of the company um, and the legacy we want to kind of want to build. Right. Um, and, and I know that and we're both on the same page, knowing that the direction we're going is the way to get to where we want to be. And so I have nothing but excitement, nothing but energy. And I'm, I'm super stoked to see what, if it, if it's even remotely close to doubling what 2023 was, I would lose my mind. So <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pumped. For sure. What about you though? Let me ask you this. What, what's, what's your worries or concerns? And then what's your, you know, what's, what are you excited about in 2023? Well, I like that you said, you know, it, it's funny because truthfully, the things that I'm worried about are, are pretty much, you know, the, the things that I'm also excited about. And a, a mentor of mine, his name is Jeff Olson. Uh, he would always say, your biggest strengths are usually your biggest weaknesses as well. And it, it's, it's so true. You know, my biggest strengths for me is I'm very high EQ, very emotionally uh, attached to things. Uh, it's a big strength of mine. You know, I'm able to form relationships really easily. I'm able to uh, kind of charismatically relate to people really easily. Um, but that's also one of my biggest weaknesses is I'm so emotionally attached to things. And so if they don't work out or whatever, it's it's tough, you know. So as far as, you know, the year and what I'm concerned about and what I'm excited about, it's the same damn thing, dude. I will say this for me, it's, 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 it's one thing. It's really not multiple. And Tanner, he, he alluded a couple times to the pivot in our business. And I'll, I'll just tell you guys kind of what we're doing. Um, we haven't really gone public with you. this and what's that? 
I said I teed it up for you. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. We, we haven't gone public with this and we didn't discuss, you know, hey, we should let the cat out of the bag today, but I, I don't see why not. Um, one of the things that I, I always try and do, especially, you know, with this being my, I don't know, fifth, fifth business or something like that, not that that's impressive, but I've, I've learned a lot, you know, through starting these, these businesses and failing and, and failing a lot. I've learned that it's, it's nice to kind of begin with the end in mind. You know, even though you, you may not know what the end is, it's nice to begin with the end in mind, uh, not necessarily in sight. Um, and so the end for me, when I got, when I learned about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, I grew up in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. For those of you who know that area, there's Fort Walton Beach, Florida, and there's Destin, right? And it's divided by water. And it's pretty much, consider the water as railroad tracks. And so there's the good side of the railroad tracks, which is Destin, and there's the maybe not so good side, which is the Fort Walton area. I grew up in Fort Walton. And so anytime we would go visit Destin, we just, we felt like a fish out of water. Like we didn't belong. Like this is such a nice area. And like, my parents are broke and we can like we can never afford a house like this but as a kid i could i could envision this like man how nice would it be to live in this lifestyle and it just smells better over here in this part of the city and so i just i became infatuated with with not necessarily wealth but just achievement and and being able to um, acquire these things and doing what it took to be able to live in a house like this or to have a business like this. My mindset, you know, both my parents in the military, they didn't have any sort of an entrepreneur's mindset, but I wanted that, right? And so back to kind of what I'm fearful of versus what I'm excited about and, and our pivot in this business, when I was there in like looking around in Destin, I remember, I'll, I'll tell a quick story. When I got out of the Air Force, I started working at Starbucks back in the day. Um, and Starbucks at the time, people would come in and it actually took the barista time to make their drinks. We didn't just hit a button. We actually had to make the shots. And there were these guys, I was working in Destin because of course you worked in, if you're living in Fort Walton, you work in Destin because that's where the money is. But there are these guys that came in and they were real estate guys. And I, I knew that through conversing with them. They one time they were gone for like a couple of weeks and they came back. I'm like, where you guys been? They're like, we're in Costa Rica. I'm like, oh man, that sounds awesome. And this one guy was like, yeah, it's great. You know, I'm like, yo, what, you know, what are you guys doing in Costa Rica? And he's like, we're doing a, a development uh, out there. I was like, a development? What's that? He's like, we're we're building a a multifamily. Um, they, they were building a big, basically kind of like an apartment complex slash condo kind of deal. Um, and I was like, man, that's exciting. And for some reason that planted this seed in my head that, okay, you, like I was, again, I was, I've been enthralled with real estate for a long time. And then seeing all the shiny stuff being from Fort Walton coming to Destin, seeing all these nice houses. I'm like, these guys live in Destin, obviously, because they're here at Starbucks all the time. These guys are flying to Costa Rica and they're doing real estate stuff. I want to get into development. So from day one, my goal has always been to get into real estate investing so that I eventually I can get into development, commercial and residential. I didn't know, you know what the difference was at the time, but I loved the idea of development. I remember driving by and seeing these, these big construction projects and just wondering, I wonder how that's being put on. You know, like who's, who's, who starts the process to this? How do, they, how do they acquire the land? How do they, you know, just all the questions. I would think about this where I think, I feel like most people just drive by and look at it like, oh, they're building an Applebee's. Like I would, I would literally just break it down in my head. Like what's happening? Like, this is interesting. So from the beginning, my goal has always been to get into development and, uh, or, you know, commercial and residential development. And so when I, when I got into uh, wholesaling real estate, I'm in, I'm in the game now. You know, I made, I made 10 K my first check, closed a few deals, you know, after that closed a few more, you know, wrapping up the end of the year and I'm in the game. And then I learned about land. I learned about wholesaling land, right? Uh, I heard about land a while back, but it just seemed boring. It wasn't as sexy as real estate. And, you know, some people said, Hey, you know, it's, it's easier on the land side. You know, you can make just as much money. You don't have to deal with pain in the ass sellers. And, you know, the, people aren't emotionally attached to land. And I'm like, yeah, you know, that, 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 that's cool. And then I meet Tanner and Tanner connects with this guy who's doing land. And so I'm like, all right, let's look into this. Next thing I know, like this guy was brand new and he's already done six figures, right? Just, just doing land deals. So I'm like, hmm, you know, I got my attention. Like, how, how is this so profitable? 
So the more we dug in the land, the more we realized, look, land actually acquiring land the way we were wanting to actually fits better into our end goal than currently than than wholesaling properties do. And I may be ignorant, Jamila, you're probably listening or or watching this and laughing your ass off right now. But uh, to me, in my head, it made sense. It made sense to align myself more with the developer than with a fix and flipper. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And so then we meet a guy that we just had on the podcast uh, named Anthony Pappas. And Anthony broke my brain. Yep. I mean, broke my brain because he he is me three years into the future, two years into the future. He went into land acquisition with the mindset of a developer, not the mindset of a wholesaler. It is a totally different thing. Three different worlds. Um, yeah. And so because I was introduced in the land as a mindset of a wholesaler, like oh, I can just flip land and make some you know, money, make a quick buck. Whereas when you're when you're wholesaling land, for commercial or residential development, you're thinking about that land completely different. You know, you really are. You're learning all the the, the zoning and the regulations from the city. You're learning about the, the fee schedules. You're learning about, the, you know, the phase one and the altas and just all the stuff that you kind of need to know as a developer, as you know, that I, I'm sure, I'm sure that's what I'll need to know as a developer. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not there. Um, but so anyways, nonetheless, that was our pivot. We, we pivoted from wholesaling properties to wholesaling land. Um, and so now the answer, so, so I'm excited about that, right? I'm also, I'm a little uncertain, a little nervous. Um, but the thing that I'm the most nervous about uh, for us, for, for, for our business is the market that we're going to do this in. Uh, we, we bounced around, you know, just doing market research and starting off here and doing a little bit here and there. But now, you know, Tanner and I are really firm in our decision to move forward with this project and this complete pivot for us. So we want to put a decent amount of time into our market research with where we're going to plant our seed and grow roots for our development, our future development company. So that's the that's the uncertainty right now. So as of now, we don't have a market. We've got a great, we've got a pretty good idea of where we're going to land, um, but we haven't committed to one uh, as of yet. And so it's it's tough because you know wholesalers are still other wholesalers that we work with even ones in our community we i just got an email today we just got an email for you know two properties that you know are needing help with dispo and so we're having to tell people hey sorry you know we're, <laughs> we still love you we're still friends but we're just we're no longer interested in in you know acquiring properties to, to help disposition so that's kind of where we're at it's tough it's ugly um, but it's necessary you know for for our future goals so that's Absolutely. that's that's where I'm at. That's my fear. And that's also the thing I'm the most excited about for this upcoming year. Well, before we uh, wrap this episode up, let me ask you two more questions. Then, what is one thing that you want to be better at this year yourself? And then what's another thing or one tip for a wholesaler to, you know, what's one thing you would tell a wholesaler that's new for 2023? Just one tip. What's one thing that comes to mind where it's like, if you could go back from your you know, first year of starting, since it's the beginning mm. of the year, it's a fresh start. You get one tip of advice. I've, I've got it. You tell someone. I've got it hundred percent. So the, the first thing is the thing that I believe you said, the thing that I want to work on better time management. Um, good one. Time management has, has been a challenge for me. Um, and, and it's also something that I know when I can conquer that beast, um, kind of everything else will fall into place for the most part. Um, for me, you know, we, this podcast is all about business, but I'm, I'm a husband, you know, I'm a father. I've got a seven-year-old a son and a nine-year-old daughter, and they're my legacy. They're essentially who I'm doing this for. So, you know, like I've got this book right here, uh, Strong Fathers, Strong Daughters. Um, that's, that's something I am really wanting to put a focus on. I don't want to be one of those guys who, who is an awesome businessman and a half-ass dad. And I don't want to be a half-ass businessman and an awesome dad either. So that's where time management comes in. I really want to make sure that I'm, I'm being smart with my time. I'm allocating it, you know, uh, in a manage or in a manageable way to where 
things, things are going to fall through the cracks. It's going to happen and things are, you know, it's going to get ugly. There's going to be times where the business is shorted. There's going to be times where the family's shorted. Um, so, you know, not, you know, being hard on myself, but just understanding the reality of it. But Absolutely. knowing that that's an intention that I want to set for this year is just being better at time management and, you know, giving the right time where, where it's due. Uh, so, so that's a, that's a big thing for me. It's something I'm, I'm excited about and also scared about. I've never, I'm 42 and I don't have good time management yet. So, um, and then your second question, the one piece of advice that, um, I would, I would tell a wholesaler, oh, there's so many things, but here's, here is the number one thing. Um, because I feel like, I almost feel like if you get good at doing this one thing, everything else will fall on the piece, kind of like time management, but it's not, it's, it's a part of it. It is. And it's this, this is the number one wish that I have for anyone. I think I've said this in the community a couple times, my wish for you as a brand new wholesaler, whether you're you know week one, or you've been doing this for a little while, you just haven't had any successes, become resourceful. Yep. That's it. Become resourceful. Learn how to find the answers for yourself. Before if you, you ask can, them. yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. That's the whole point of resourcefulness. You know, I feel like when I say that, a lot of people are okay. So I need to find someone that I can yeah. ask questions to, and it's like no, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Like Google is a great someone, um, but just learn to become resourceful. You know, instead of thinking, who can I go to with this problem? Think, how can I figure this problem out? Because if, if you're a real estate entrepreneur, that the last word in that is entrepreneur. Entrepreneurs are resourceful. They're, they, in order, if you want to become a, a solid entrepreneur, a seasoned entrepreneur, you have to learn to become resourceful. Now, you, you, can, you can have the help of other people along the way. Of course, it's necessary. Um, but learn how to figure stuff out on your own. Get good at, at kind of being in the mud by yourself a little bit and fighting yep. your way out. You know, it, it's just, it's one of the big wishes that I have. Um, I, I kind of have a visceral and I, maybe I need to look into why I have this reaction. But when I see someone constantly asking for something that, that if they would just realize if you went through the shit to find it on your own, you'd be so much stronger and better of an entrepreneur of a, of a, of a real estate investor. If you figured it out on your own, Tanner, there's something you and I were talking about earlier. We were thinking, uh, man, it'd be awesome if we can ask Anthony this, but then we thought, no, we would deprive ourselves of an opportunity to grow by asking him this, yep. you know, and, and he could, you know, we could also lose a little capital, you know, from him. He could probably look at us like, really guys, you're going to waste my time asking me this question. You know, I'd much rather you figure this out on your own. So yeah, just learn to be resourceful. That, that's well, that's the thing point. is um, I, I think it's important. And what I would tell someone is your first year is for failure. I, I really don't want, and I'll mention an action too, but the piggybacking off of what you just said is the first year is for failure. Don't have the expectation in your first year to be this ultra successful investor. Now, could it happen? Absolutely. Has it happened? Absolutely. As you had mentioned earlier, we do know a wholesaler that hasn't even been wholesaling for a year and already made six figures. It's, it's doable, but have that expectation of be ready to fail and be okay with it because the resourcefulness adds on to that. And what I mean by that is what Isham was also, what, what I took away from Isham saying is, you know, be that person that at least if you're going to go to someone with a question, have some familiarity of that question and have, have something to like, Hey, Mr. Or Mrs. Look, I have a question to ask you. I don't know the answer to it, but I've tried looking it up. And so here's what I do know. And I just don't understand the rest of it. Or yes. maybe here's what I have read and here's what I kind of understand. But could you help me clear that up where I can have a better understanding? That right there is being resourceful. But please, what Aisham is saying, do not go to someone, especially in this business. If you're trying to go to an A player or someone that's doing a lot of deals, they don't have time to babysit and teach all the time. They really don't. And so just be resourceful, what Aisham said. Do whatever you can. Take the extra time. And like I said, that this first year, your first year should be for growth, should be for failure. And it should be for growth and learning and learning and learning and learning. And then as time goes on, you'll meet those people that you can you're, be able to go ask questions to. But do what I'm saying. Please be resourceful. Not enough people 
are, and I don't know how many times I know you've got a lot of questions. I know a lot of people ask me questions and it's a question that you could literally Google and it's like right there on the first page. And so it's like, guys, please be better for yourself. And trust me, it's ultimately going to be better for you because people are going to respect you more. Um, one thing I will have to say to add before we close this out in terms of an action step is every call you make for the life of me, please be authentic and genuine. Mm. Um, I just like everyone else, when you get into wholesale, you get so scared that people are scared of wholesalers that, you know, whatever, we have a bad rep. We don't. But the reason they ha we have a bad rep is because there's a lot of people that are inauthentic. They lie. So and it's, there's so many people in this business that understand whenever you're coming off as on a, like you're not authentic and you're not genuine. It's so easy to read people. And it, so don't tell people you're a flipper when you're not. Don't tell people you own a portfolio of 100 single family properties when you don't. It, it, it comes off that way. So true. tell people that you are who you are. You're brand new into the industry. And I can promise you one thing. If you're getting into wholesale real estate in 2023 and it's your first year, I can promise you. And please take note of this every time this happens. The more times you go to someone, whether it's an agent, a seller, an investor, a buyer, a title company, and you are straight up genuine. Hey, I am brand new into real estate. I am taking a leap of faith. I really don't know what I'm doing, but I have studied as much as I can. I have an opportunity. Will you help me with it? I promise you, you are going to get way more results way faster because people, it's the human brain. They want to be able to help other people because it makes yeah. us as humans feel empowered. It makes us feel like we have something to give to the world. So, but if you act like you come into the business and you act like you know everything, I can promise you, you're going to get shut down and you're going to fail a lot more than you should. So that's my one action step is just be genuine, be authentic, and be as extremely honest as you possibly can. And sure, some people may not like it, but I can promise you the people that do like it are the people that are going to make you money anyways. So you're going to go ahead and push the people that you don't need in your life away quicker. Ultimately, you're going to be happier, you're going to make more money quicker, and you're going to be more successful in 2023. Oh, it's so good. What, what a killer way to end that. Guys, yes, the truth is enough. The truth works. The truth is enough. You may need to be a little creative with the truth at times, um, but, <laughs> but it's still the truth. Yeah, I, I'll say this really quick because I know there's some people that are like, wait a minute, don't tell them you're, whole, you know, don't tell them you're fixing and flipping. Uh, so do I just tell them I'm a wholesaler? You can. You know, John, John Galan does that, or John Galan, sorry, John, uh, does that a lot, and it works for him. You know, he's got the confidence behind his tonality and everything to, to say, yes, this is what I do, and, and I deliver. Um, what I did, you know, I started off kind of doing what I was was taught, not necessarily in, in Astro, but, hey, you know, I'm looking for my next, my next flip. And I'll never forget, an agent was like, he, he hit me up later, and he's like, hey, I looked up your company and I didn't see any flips that you did. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah, it's because I, I use a different LLC when, you know, when I'm locking up. Okay. What's that LLC? And I, I was like, oh, I'm not really comfortable telling you. I was like, why not? You know, why not share that information? I'm trying to vet you. And it just, from that moment on, I was like, what am I doing? Like, why, <laughs> why am I lying? This is so dumb. This is so dumb. Like I'm not out like robbing money from the, you know, the poor and like feeding the rich. Like, I'm providing a service. Why isn't the truth good enough? So then I started telling people the truth and miraculously, no one gave a shit. And the people that did care, I didn't want to work with. The people that did care that were like, oh, all you guys are the same. I'm like, well, it's kind of, you're judging me unfairly, but if you want to go that route, then that's fine. So I learned how to be crafty with the truth. I learned to start telling people, hey, I run a wholesale, or excuse me, I run a real estate distribution company. We've got a massive group of vetted buyers. And we, you know, we, we typically will only lock something up if we know we have a buyer already lined up for it. So I'm not interested in doing some really long inspection period. Um, I will have someone that's going to come walk it uh, and take a ton of pictures and do a video walkthrough, but I'm not going to have a bunch of other buyers come out there and, and walk it and act like they're home inspectors or act like they're this and that. Um, I was just truthful with them and I learned to build a company off truth um, yep. and, and doing it the right way. And so that whenever I did find a buyer, I would say, hey, buyer, here's here's the, the portfolio. Here's over 150 photos. Here's the home inspection. Uh, here's a video walkthrough of everything. 
try and retrade me at the end. Just try, you know, like I'll cut you. Like it's not going to happen. So, so just the truth is enough guys. Uh, To add to that, to make some people maybe feel a little more comfortable because they still feel a little weary on the, you know, being that truthful because you're kind of taught in this business, looking up YouTube university kind of taught differently is just recently guys. I don't know how many times, not only from our own experiences, which I've experienced this, but there is so many agents out there that, you know, if you're wholesaling, you're, you're most likely going to work with agents at one point or another. There's so many agents out there that recently have been so thankful when you were honest with them. Oh, you're a wholesaler. Oh, and then they're even willing to work with you. They don't because they already know now what your goal and your intentions are. So, so now true. they know you're not going to lie to them, you know, because, again, most agents can sniff that shit out. Not only because most wholesalers have specific terms we use. And so it's kind of obvious. And then and just the way people word stuff. So I wanted to hopefully break down a few walls for someone that maybe still feel uncomfortable after that is guys, agents want to work with wholesalers right now. Agents aren't, buyers aren't calling up a lot of deals that are sitting on the market. So if you just be honest with them and kind of, and run exactly what Aisham said, rewind this video a thousand times and re-listen to it. I promise you, they're going to take a deep breath over the phone and they're going to be like, okay, kind of what do we need to do? I know wholesalers personally in this business that agents literally know that all they do is wholesale. And guess what, guys? Agents want to work with them. Agents still send them deals because it, it, it minimizes the amount of work that an agent has to do right now. And yeah. guess what? The agent still makes money. The agent gets 100%. paid. And so if you're honest, they want to work with you. Please be honest. That's, I'm wrapping it with that because I could keep going on it. So I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you so much. Uh, this, it, 2022 was, was awesome. Um, if we've met, I, you know, I'm, I'm honored to meet you. Uh, if we haven't met, let's make that happen in 2023. We want to get you guys on the wholesale elite show. Um, go out and do it, do a couple deals. That's all. That's really all. We're not asking for you guys to smash it and, and, you know, make multiple six and seven figures, do a couple deals because once you get through three or four deals, um, your, your, your mindset is, is different. You know, you've, you've handled some adversity, you've overcome some challenges, We'd love to have you on the show to to kind of get your your insight and your perspective, um, because your story is going to help someone else. I promise you. That's the reason why I uh, started off with such a bang is because I listened to so many stories from other people, and they weren't all like always these crazy, uh, uh, you know, success stories. It was just people that had been in the game for a little bit. Um, and they were able to share some nuggets. So, you know, if you want to help, if, if you want to get uh, your voice out, if you want to get your story out, if you're, you know, an empathetic person, or if you just want to get your name out there, uh, love to have you on the show this year. So guys, we just encourage you to keep crushing it. Uh, and then if, if, you're, uh, if you're not in, you know, in that seat yet, then keep listening to this podcast. Keep coming back. We, we do an episode every Monday with, with an interview. Um, we're going to start doing some little micro content you know, in the, in the middle of the week. But keep coming back. Keep feeding your mind. Keep staying close to the fire. Um, and then next thing you know, you'll be on the show. So we're, we're honored. Tan, anything else, man? No, man. I'm Like I said, I'm pumped for 2023. Let's get it going. Let's go. Let's go, everyone. All right, guys. We'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for sticking around. Peace. What up, Elite Fan? That's a wrap for today's episode. But look, if you got value out of the show today, do us a huge favor and give us a review or give us a like or subscribe. Do all the things to help us get the word out there. And look, we want to see you on the next show. So get out there and crush it, make it happen. Stay tuned for the next episode. Peace.